Welcome to Convo Courses. My name is Bruce, and this is going to be kind of a different format podcast. If you happen to watch my old ones, normally I put them on YouTube immediately. Um, right now, I'm kind of on the go, and I'm in my hotel room, but I'm able to knock out these podcasts. And there's a couple things we're going to talk about on this one. And I'm trying to just help you guys out with everything that I've learned over the years doing cybersecurity and doing specifically security compliance um, and how to get into the cybersecurity and IT space um, and, and things I've learned along the way. I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I've been doing this since to the year 2000. I actually was in the military for eight years. Um, I, I, and where I was working as a physical security guy, I was a security forces member, protecting resources and assets, and then doing law enforcement things like that. So I'm very familiar with security, physical security controls. But then I, I cross train into cybersecurity. Well, actually, I crossed into IT, and we call it computer operators. But I did all things uh, related to IT, including cybersecurity, where and that's where I got into security compliance. So, what I'm going to talk about in this one is going to be um, something I learned about resumes. I realized why my resume has been doing so well, and it's because it's ATS or Application Tracking System compliant. Let me explain what that is, and uh, kind of walk you through how to do it. And I'll try to be as audio as possible knowing that some people only watch only listen to these uh podcasts uh but that being said if you happen to watch this on youtube then i'll have uh, some examples for you as i'm talking through it another thing i'm going to talk about since i happen to be remote is working remotely and some of the pros and cons and um got some notes here pros and cons of working remotely some of the benefits of it and some of the countries that uh, a lot of Americans are going to and why. All right, let's start off with the actual remote remote work. I'm gonna take you guys here outside for a second here, outside of my room. It's gonna be a little bit of a change of audio, so just bear with me, but you'll still be able to hear me well. All right, here we go. All right, so I'm not able to do this live. Normally I do these, I do these live. And, uh, um, but I, the internet's not good enough here. And so that's one of the things I talked about in previous videos and previous um, podcasts where you, whenever you go to a place, it's about noise pollution is a factor sometimes. Anyway, that being said, let's get into this. Uh, I want to show you guys where I'm at. So I'm at a resort here in Manila, Philippines. And I've been here for, I've been in the Philippines for about a month. Uh, I've been off for about two months. I'm at the end of that and I'm actually looking for a job right now. Learning some new things about the job market, which we'll talk about. Okay, so what I'm looking at, if you happen to be watching and listening to this on audio is, it's just a group of hotels with a bunch of pools below. It's, it's beautiful, it's kind of a rainy, kind of a rainy day here in Manila. There's a freeway that's not too far from here. That's what you can kind of hear that far away. There's an airport not too far from here. And then you can hear people below that are in a pool and stuff. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm like on a balcony of a hotel resort. Pretty nice. It's called the Urban 
residence, urban residence. It's crazy that I've gone to so many hotels I, I forgot the name of this place. <laughs> and even though this place is nice. Anyway, okay. Let's talk about the benefits of remote work. You hear a lot of people talking about remote work and you're probably wondering like, why did everybody talk about this? Why is this so popular? Why is, what's going on with it? Well, there's a few reasons and everybody has their own reasons, but I'm gonna name some of the most popular that come to mind. One of the biggest ones is uh, when you're working remotely, especially in other countries, is that it's cheaper to live in other countries. A great example is Manila. Manila is one of the most popular places that Americans will go and move to and work from because it's just it's just cheaper to live here. The food is cheaper uh, for us. Um, the cost of living here for Filipinos is, is not great. There are problems here. I've been here long enough to see some of the, the frayed edges of, of a country and that's the thing. When you go to a country, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like you, you find there's issues in every country just like in the US. So don't a lot of people just talk up on a country, but you gotta look at all sides of it whenever you travel. Anyway, one of the biggest benefits that Americans will come here and in some other countries is that it's cheaper for us. It's cheaper for us cost of living wise with food, much cheaper with your medical, it's much, much cheaper. It's cheaper to fly here and do medical uh, and dental than it is to do it in the US. It's ridiculous in the US. It's cheaper for rentals are cheaper. Like these rentals here, um, this, these are kind of an exception because these are this is a private residence that are in a resort So this is going to be a little bit more pricey um, But this this place I'm at which is which is incredible which has pools has has a clubhouse that right over there That that dome looking building that donation donut shaped dome looking building is a is a clubhouse that has it has food has amenities such as the gym it has all kinds of stuff there and it's three levels but this place I'm at is $45 a day for this resort. There's, there's like four pools here. There's an Olympic-sized swimming pool over there. It, it, this place is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, not the best service I've had in the Philippines. Philippines has some of the best service in the world. This place is kind of so-so. I don't know why the management's not as great here. But it, this place is incredible. A place like this will run you probably $300 a day in the US, no joke, because this is like a five-star resort. Um, here is $45, and I found some of these places that you, I'm looking at, at, at hundreds of different units across from me, and these units, some of them are only $27 a day. You could literally live here for $27 a day. $27 a day, that's like a thousand a month in a resort. Think about that, living in a resort for $1,000 a month or $30 a day. Yeah, about what thirty dollars a day it's for thirty days, nine hundred dollars a month. So that's still cheaper. Like living in a place like this has a kitchen, it has internet, it has uh, you know um, full bathroom. Like you could, it, there's a laundry service downstairs. Like you could live here in this resort for nine hundred dollars a month. There's a there's a, a mall not too far from here. It's walking distance with a grocery store. Uh, everything you need is here and $900 a month. A place like this costs you $900 in the US. So that's one of the main reasons that people will travel and live in another place. Some places that people consider besides the Philippines would be that are cheap to live for us, for American citizens, is include Portugal, um, Thailand, Vietnam, 
Mexico, um, and Colombia, and there's a few other ones that are that are comfortable for us to live. And a oh, Dominican Republic, that's another one. Comfortable for us to live, much cheaper living standard, and just your life is going to be completely different there. You can literally retire in some of these places. And this is 900 a, a month is 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 crazy here. It, that's a crazy price. Um, you can get something that's not as have, doesn't have as many amenities for about $200 a month, $300 a month. A, a pretty good place for about $300 a month. So. And then the food is, is cheaper, is, uh, the transportation is fairly cheap um, here, much, much cheaper than the U.S. Uh, it's all around, like, your, your whole living expense is going to be different. So, that said, you don't need a 100K job. You don't need a six-figure job to live in a place like this. You have a six-figure job here, you are living like a freaking king here, you know. So, that's one of the main reasons that people will go and live remotely so um, it's worth your time to look into everything's cheaper medical uh, your dental your food your rentals your transportation your whole living your whole life is much 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 cheaper in these countries that I named now one thing you should know is that there's some countries that you probably sh can't go to or don't necessarily want to go to because you would not be able to work in an American or Canadian or some other countries going you can't work from the following countries doing remote work I'm just gonna name a few off the top of my head that are gonna be much much harder for you to do remote from and uh, those especially for American companies because there's like an embargo anytime there's a country with an embargo it's gonna be a lot harder for you to to live there one off the top of my head one is Iran um, Iran has some kind of sanctions you know and it's not that us American citizens agree with this stuff but that's neither here nor there if you're trying to work from this cheaper location and you're trying to live there and stuff like that it's just you know we're not necessarily the ones making the policies or controlling what's going on right so it, it's fun it's funny because the pol politically we don't necessarily aligned with what the government's doing with the sanctions and stuff but it's a reality that we have to deal with so one of those is Iran Iran has all these sanctions there's most American country companies that are paying you big money you will not be able to work from there you can get there it's even gonna be hard for you to get there as an American another place is gonna be of course uh, North Korea <laughs> obviously it's funny because it's so obvious it's so crazy it's gotten the relationship has been so bad between the US and North Korea that this is not even a question anymore you go there especially if you're ex-military or something you're gonna be end up in prison somehow you know so unless you're Dennis Rodman or something I don't know um, it's it's just not a place that you're gonna be able to go that that being said South Korea um, it's probably a place you could live but it's, it's a lot more expensive in South Korea, so um, it, it's a lot of people don't go there because of that reason, unless they have family or friends or, or, or their fiance or spouses there or something like that. Um, another place that you probably are gonna have some issues with is gonna be Venezuela. And it's just unfortunate because it's such a beautiful place with beautiful people, beautiful culture and all that stuff. It's just sad 
but Venezuela, I know people are going there, but to work from there, um, the, because the what's happening with the economy, because there's, you don't know, like the, the embargo thing is kind of flaky with the U.S. Every time there's a new president, they put some kind of stuff against Venezuela. Venezuela is probably not a place you could work remotely. Uh, another place is Cuba, and another one that's really unfortunate because it's such a beautiful place. It's so amazing. It's so close. It just makes sense to live there. And it's just like, because of all this stupid stuff going on between our governments, we as Americans are going to have a hard time getting in and out of there, especially if you're working from there on, on uh, anything with any kind of government information. It's just going to be harder for you to work there. And then all this political stuff happening now with, with uh, I don't know if you've heard, but like Russia and, and some other countries that are going and, and making bases and stuff and having relationships with it's just going to go out of control here real soon so it's not a place i would recommend that you even if you have the ability to do it to work there for an american company and, and go there so those are the three that i would i'm sure there's many other ones maybe i'll make another uh video where i explain some other countries that are they're not good to go to to work remotely um and uh that's that's about it for those ones um let me see if there's any other things i want to talk to you about with remote work i think that's it for remote work i want to talk to you guys a little bit about something i've discovered something i was i've been doing right for many many years i'm going to actually change locations here so that we can get a better sound change up the ambiance a little bit okay here we go going inside the room Are you on? Uh, okay, sorry. Hi. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm, my partner is uh, doing some work there, so I'm gonna stay. In, I'm gonna stay out here. <laughs> oh, this is a podcast, so that's what you get. Real life stuff going on. So anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about ATS. So what I discovered is all these years I've been doing something very right with my resume. My resume. If you didn't know. Whenever I put my resume out there, I market my resume. It does really, really well on LinkedIn, on Dice, on Monster, and all the other job sites. It does really well. And the reason why I discovered is because I keep it simple. It's just a plain, it's not fancy. It doesn't have tables. It doesn't have pictures. It doesn't have anything, any kind of overlays, nothing like that. It's just a plain document, white paper, white page with my name on the top, contact information, and then job experience work experience it has um certifications it has education it has that's about it it's pretty simple like i think i recently added skills but it's pretty basic and i normally put it in dot doc turns out all that stuff is what you're supposed to do so that is ats compliant now what is ats ats is a application tracking software it's basically like a database or software or a server that fortune many fortune 500 companies use to uh, pull in the resumes and track um, and um, monitor and do analysis and do artificial intelligence analysis on resumes it pulls them in if it has the correct format if, if the correct format is incorrect it'll reject your it'll reject your um your applicate your resume 
right? And if you, you want to know what I'm talking about, whenever you sign up for a job, think of this. Have you noticed they always have you do an application? The reason why is because your resume is not compatible. Normally, people's resume is not compatible with the system that they, that company has internally. They have an internal database that pulls in all the information. It has, it has a database of your name, uh, where you've worked in the past, all your experience, your skills, your education, all it pulls all that stuff in and it compares you to other candidates. And, it, and once you're in their database, they have this big pool of people um, that they can pull from and, and put into different positions. And it allows them to put you quickly into those different positions and then call you. If your contact information's there, they'll contact you with via email or via phone and say, hey, Bruce, uh, we've got this position for you. Are you available on this day? We noticed that you have all the skills that we need for this position. That is an ATS. It allows them to very quickly get you in their system. And if you have a resume, what they'll do if your resume is right is they'll pull all that information from LinkedIn or from Dice or from Monster or from other search sites and they'll put that into their database just instantaneously. But that's only if your resume is out there in the correct format with all the correct information. And that's why you have to fill out your complete profile, it has to be accurate. And then upload your ATS compliant resume. That means a plain blank resume with the headers, all that stuff is in correct order. And one of the things that I noticed that my, my resume didn't get right was the dates of work. The dates of work were a little off because there's a certain format that they want you to have in there. So ATS, uh, just having a simplified resume has helped me to get all these jobs and all these offers and all these opportunities over the years. And then now recently I've fine-tuned it. I've, I've gotten back into my resume, ripped it apart, rewrote it, and now I'm like really getting into the weeds on the each one of the keywords that they want to see and, and the format, tightening it up so it's perfect so that whenever they pull in those resumes, mine is going to just come in and with no problems. So that is what ATS is and um, that is that's something that, that's really helped me out to get jobs and stuff. Um, I would like to, at some point, what I'm going to do for you guys that watch me on YouTube is I'm going to walk you through how I actually apply using my ATS resume um, and how you can um, maximize your opportunities uh, to get these different jobs, high paying jobs, by the way. That's about it, guys. Um, I've got about three days left here. I'm a little bit sad about it. Um, I've got to go back into the workforce here real soon. <laughs> uh, it's been a great vacation here in Manila. And I, I actually traveled to uh, different parts of the Philippines. Um, this Philippines, the reason why I come here so often is because it's been like a second home to me. Um, I have, uh, over the years of these high paying jobs, I've been able to buy some condos here. Um, kind of bought, got in early on some condos and um, got some uh, friends and family and stuff here and that's that's why I come here and I know where things are kind of have a better feel for this particular country next country I'm gonna go to I've been here so many times it's time for me to, to move 
to another place. I'm probably gonna go to like Indonesia. I'm gonna try that. At some point, I would like to go to Europe and uh, countries in Africa. And uh, those are things that are gonna be in the future for me. I would love to go there and, and visit. But right now, this going to places I know that I that I'm familiar with that I can go by myself and feel and and feel familiar enough to where I feel safe. So that's that's why I'm here and that's why I come here so often. Um, if I would I get a job here, I noticed somebody asked me a question. They said, "Hey Bruce, like, would you get a a job here?" And they said, "Hey, I'm looking for a job in the Philippines. Could I do it? You totally could do it here." If I was doing that, I've got my kids and stuff are in the U.S. I'm not. I'm not doing it myself here, and it's a bit too crowded personally for me to live here. Uh, maybe in the far future, you know, and buy some land somewhere and then go live there or something. Or have my spouse buy the land. You, you got to be a Filipino citizen in order to, to buy land here. Anyway, what I would do if I wanted to get a job here is I would. First of all, tighten up my resume, right? Uh, tighten up my resume, and I would look for either a job in Metro Manila or in Cebu. I'd open myself up to those. I'd look at all the job sites for Cebu and, and Metro Manila, because those are like the biggest cities here. I'd apply for those jobs, put my res get my resume right, put it out there. And I noticed, just kind of glancing at it, that there's a lot of banks that need the kind of work that I provide so I would apply for all of those but my biggest play would be on remote work I would look for remote work in the US because it's a job it's a hot job market right now for IT and cybersecurity I would look for remote jobs that would allow me to actually work from home and then I would fly here and work from here that's what I would do um, if I was if I was so inclined to actually work here and at one point I really considered it I'll actually consider bringing my kids here and like living here like three months out of a year or something like that it didn't work out so now here I am by myself um, just enjoying my vacation here and I think maybe in the future what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll look for some other country that I could live in uh, we probably won't be like I said, Philippines is a little too crowded, but I'm looking, I'm kind of headhunting for for different countries that I could live in um, for a while. I'd like to like live in a country for like a year and uh, and just to see how it, how it feels to actually be a resident of that country. So I would look for a place that will allow me to stay there for some time. And just off the top of my head, Portugal keeps coming up. Portugal is one that I would look into. Um, maybe, maybe Thailand. I really love Thailand so much. Um, Indonesia is one I want to check out. Those are with like that are um, within my price range, and I feel more comfortable in those places because um, I've been to Southeast Asia so many times that I kind of know what to expect. And then I would like to learn the language and stuff like that. So I'd be pretty serious about it if I did do it. Um, I think that that's about it for this particular podcast, guys. Let me just uh, end this on uh, letting you get, for those of you, this is where I'm at. It's pretty nice. Um, got a few more days here. It's been great. Um, just enjoying the culture, enjoying the, the atmosphere and uh, the humidity. I love humidity. Back in Colorado, we don't really have that. 
Um, it's, it's very, very dry, mountainous and stuff, which is beautiful, has its own, you know, amazing beauty, but it's not the Philippines, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're not too far from the ocean here. Um, feels so amazing here. And uh, I'm gonna miss it. Once again, I'm gonna miss this place. And um, next time I'm gonna go to another country and hopefully I'll be able to do some podcasts from there too. All right, talk to you guys later.